Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us, as always, at rdgable at yahoo.com. Check us out on social media, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings and tst underscore underscore radio on Twitter. The website is www.thesecretteachings.info. You can find our archive on the website. You can listen there or search the show on the many radio and podcast players. You can also subscribe to the archive to get access to the non-monetized version of the show, montages, digital versions of my books, and more, including early access to the show and a private RSS feed. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. Your support keeps us on air Monday through Friday, five nights a week, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Ground Zero and Clyde Lewis. I want to thank all of you who sent me emails last night, and any night, every night, but emails last night about the show. And I want to thank all of you who went over to our Twitter page. Not a lot of people, because I don't really live my life on Twitter, but the people that went to Twitter and uh, made some comments and talked with us on Twitter a little bit. I appreciate that. I'm not a big social media guy, as most of you know. I'm not a big social media presence. And part of that is intentional. I, I try not to be, but part of that's also because every time I I create something on social media, it, it either gets blocked or banned or, you know, I go to jail or something like that happens. So I really just don't care about social media. And I also know that I also know that uh when I have people emailing me, people are listening to the show, so I don't need, you know, a thousand artificial likes and hearts on, on Twitter or Facebook to, f- to feel good about myself. I also don't need to use social media. It's unfortunate that a lot of people reduce themselves to this, but I don't need to use social media to show people what my life is like and, and, and how I'm living. And especially when it comes to controversial subjects. I mean, I'll post about controversial things, of course. I've posted about abortion, but my take on abortion is, is not left or right. My take on abortion is a circumstantial issue, much like with the controversial subject of guns. And these are controversial issues, of course, but there are some issues that I don't really see how they're controversial. Like, for example, I don't understand how climate change is a controversial subject. I don't mean that from the standpoint of somebody who does or doesn't believe in climate change. I, I just, from my point of view, I don't see how it's a controversial subject. Because, see, for, for someone like myself, I, I didn't have a car for a very long time. I've had two cars as an adult. Both of them were used. Both of them got great gas mileage. I get about 27 to 32 right now. That's just, you know, driving short distances. And uh, I had a Prius before that, a used Prius. And that car, maybe 50 to... I I usually got 60. I'm a very cautious driver, so I got about 60. I also chose to walk and to ride a bike for most of my adult life. And I also try to reduce my waste production. I try to, to the best of my ability at least, try to uh, reduce my consumption of things that... Probably, I guess you could say unnecessary. I don't know. I just, the thing is, I live that way because I find it to be the best way for myself to live. You know, what, what, do, what do the kids say today? L- living your best self or your best life. Now, I'm telling you this because 
I, I don't need to brag about it. I don't need to tell people this. I just, but I, I want to share that with you now because I think it relates to to what we're going to discuss this evening, and that is when you look at the the, the psychology behind the 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 mind or the brain that has to constantly tell people that they are good people because they like this race or they stand with that gender or they believe that climate change is real. What you'll find is, according to major psychological analysis, big studies, uh, one I can, I can always pull from my memory is the one out of Canada from Toronto, where the psychologists looked at what they call virtue signaling and found that the people who had to signal virtuous behavior, were narcissistic, were borderline psychopathic, and were suffering from severe mental illness. You can go read the study for yourself. Type in signaling virtuous behavior, Toronto psychology PDF, and you should be able to bring it up. It's a lot more detailed than that, but basically the, the, the study found that anyone who, who tries to use virtuous behavior not only is probably not actually a virtuous person, they're more like a narcissistic, psychopath, uh, crazy person. They, they use the word narcissist. They use the word uh, psycho, psycho, psychopathy, psychopath. But that they do this because they're obtaining social credit for the things that they say and that they do. Because if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I'm a good person, I recycle hey, I'm a good person. I donated money to a black group. I support BLM. I, I like gay people. You think, that's weird. Why would, why would you come up and tell me that? You know, why would you, why would you bring that up in conversation? You know, if somebody asks you, like, what'd you do this weekend? And you say, I went down to the BLM rally. I really support the cause. And you can give me a reason. I might not agree with it, but I can respect the, your decision. But to make everything about, look at me, I'm a good person, that you're trying to obtain social credit and social currency, you're basically a vampire stealing energy from other people. And that's not my opinion. That's, that's mainline psychologists saying that you are a psychopath. That's what the psychologists say. That's what the studies say. Also, and I read this, in an unrelated text, uh, one of my, uh, my favorite authors, I was reading his book. about It's about the body and health and, and, and nutrition and, and, and plant-based diets. And he was talking about how people who, and there's a, there's a number of studies on this, people who are given an opportunity to, to in this study, to pay themselves out of an envelope every time they, they responded to a question a certain way and got it right in this study, the people that projected their virtuous, let's call it virtuous behavior, were more likely to steal, were more likely to lie. And this isn't a singular study. This is across the board. People that have to constantly tell you how good they are, are more likely to lie. They're more likely to cheat. They're more likely to steal. They're more likely to do all of those unvirtuous things. Because that's basically the mind of a criminal, right? That's, it's somebody who says, no, I'm a good person while they're robbing you. And your brain has a hard time understanding what's going on. Well, they're telling me they're good. I mean, they like black people. They like gay people. They have to be good, but they're robbing me. So I don't understand. My brain can't process. They must, they must need the money for black people, so I'll give them the money. You know, silly example, but 
That's basically what it is. The wires in the brain get crossed and you can't figure out what's going on. It's like when you see a guy in a dress with a beard and you're trying to figure out what's going on. That's a natural instinct. That's not discrimination. You might not have an issue with that. You're just looking at this person and trying to figure out what's going on because your brain isn't wired that way. So we have generations of, of children that more than ever in the last five years, five to ten years, and I'm just choosing that as an arbitrary number, but five to ten years, it's really, really, really ramped up. Maybe in five, just five years, it's really ramped up. That are being conditioned to have the rewired brain to see men and women as an abnormality to see logical, reasonable, practicable lifestyle decisions as either abnormal or as a virtuous signal that you care about the climate and the planet. Because like I said, I didn't own a car for a very long time and I preferred to ride my bike and to walk everywhere. Even when I lived here in Arizona and it was 115 degrees, I would still walk several miles to the store. Uh, never really affected me. I mean, yeah, it's hot. I might get a sunburn if I'm out there too long. But, you know, I enjoyed that. And it wasn't because of climate change. It was because I thought it, I could save money. And if I'm saving money with driving and insurance, then I can put that money towards something else. And I also don't have to really, you know, work as much, you know, every week or, you know, every month or every year to make that money to pay the difference. I, I could invest it elsewhere in my life. To me, that's that's logical. And to me, maybe we could use that type of logic to convince people to reduce their, their consumption of resources. I made this argument over and over again, and, and if you've heard it, I apologize for repeating myself, but when the World Economic Forum tells us that we have to eat bugs, we have to eat fake meats, can't eat animals anymore, I don't understand why they go right to the bugs and right to the highly processed, non-nutritious food. Why don't they talk about a plant-based diet? Why don't they talk about like a simple veggie burger? No, they go right to the demeaning, dehumanizing, degrading, you're going to eat insects. That should tell you something. Likewise, rather than explaining to people like, hey, this could actually save you money. I mean, I don't think that you should be running your air conditioner 24 hours a day. If you want to, that's fine. But I feel like that's a waste of money. You could actually invest that money in something else, like get yourself a bigger TV. I don't know. Save some of the money if it's tight. I think most people are, are reasonable enough to understand that concept. But what I'm saying is, why don't the groups that are pushing this, well, you can't have an air conditioner, you can't have a car, why not explain to people how it's going to benefit them, not the planet, not some arbitrary the earth, but how it's going to benefit you, like you, you could save a lot of money. Instead, they turn to taking things away from you. That's not going to help. And that's why socialism doesn't work. That's why communism doesn't work, because like Mao said, political power comes out of the barrel of a gun. The only way that you can have a functioning socialist communist state is if the government runs like an authoritarian engine and they take things from you and give them to themselves. So it doesn't really make any sense why we, d we just skip over the, the, the plants and the vegetables and we skip over the fruits and the grains and the nuts and the seeds. We go right to the insects. That doesn't make any sense. People don't want to eat that. People might be inclined to eat plants, but they don't want to eat insects. They don't want to eat, 
don't want to lower themselves to the, to, the, to the lowest common denominator of the human race, the people that are the poorest, the people that are in poverty, the people that are the, the sickest and most unhealthy. That shows you the disdain that some people clearly have for human beings, for you, for me. And the, the weird thing is, I was reading this article about, um, about heat waves because, of course, the heat waves, oh my God, they're so terrible. They're so bad that they're changing the, the regular temperature colors on the local news from green to red. And what was a regular temperature yesterday has become a heat advisory today. Quick example, I went up to Phoenix here in Arizona, hottest city in the country, about, a, about two weeks ago, a week and a half, two weeks ago. And my fiance had flown into a Sky Harbor. So I went up to pick her up. And before I went up there, I was reading, because I got up early to go pick her up. I was reading some of the news. And one of the articles that day was Phoenix is going to be unlivable. Phoenix is, is breaking records every day with heat. All these, all these dramatic statements. And I drive up there, and it's like 95 degrees. And they're telling us these, these are, these are record-setting days of heat. And I picked her up. We went out to get some food, drove around a little bit, drove back. It wasn't any hotter in Phoenix than it was anywhere else. It was just, it was the middle of July. Now, I don't know if it's confirmation bias. For example, I, I lived in Florida most of my life. And if anybody has ever been to central Florida and they've ever driven on the I-4 interstate, that you'll know that the traffic is it's like Los Angeles. It's horrific. And you can, you can try to go 20 minutes down the road. It's going to take you an hour and a half. Like Literally, it, it's just so backed up and so bad. And it gets really, really hot. And you can blast that AC. But if you've got humidity and you've got that sun right on you, noon or rush hour doesn't matter. You're going to be sweating in the car pretty bad. And I don't know if it's what happens is they, they listen to the radio and the radio is like, this is an extreme heat wave. And then you're thinking in the car, oh, this is really hot. This must be a heat wave. This is confirmation that climate change and global warming are real. I don't know if that's what it is, but it, it, that's, that's, that's what I imagine happens. Now I've read a heat wave story that Spain has designated the recent heat wave with a name. First time this has been done. They've been talking about rolling out a heat wave naming system, but Spain has actually done it. The most recent heat wave is called ZO. Z-O-E. Now this anthropomorphization of weather, you stop for a second and think about it. It's not just to bring awareness to the weather. Think about what naming a heat wave does, just like naming a hurricane. It anthropomorphizes it, and it creates a pantheon of new gods and goddesses with ruling class emissaries acting on their behalf. And the one thing that doesn't make any sense at all, no matter how you cut it, no matter how you break it down, no matter how you discuss it and debate it, these ruling class emissaries Desire to save lives from extreme weather. All these people are dying from heat waves. We have to change things. While simultaneously proposing that there are too many people and that billions need to be cold. 
Think about it for a second. Heat waves are so bad, thousands of people are dying. Well, thousands of people actually aren't dying. They're just estimates when you read the articles. They're projections when you read the articles. They're not actually, these people aren't actually dying. They're, it's an estimate of how many people might die in some cases. Or if, a, if 100 people died, you know, the estimate still might be 500. They run with that. And then at the bottom of the article, they have a statement telling you that, well, this was, we just estimated that this many people died. Like that number you kept hearing about 996 from Spain and other parts of, you know, like I think it was up in Britain, other parts of Europe. Uh, apparently, it says in the article, apparently uh, this was just an estimate that 966 people or whatever the number was, it was like 900 and something, didn't actually die. It's all made up. All fictitious. So the thing is, there isn't anything wrong with, with loving nature. There isn't anything wrong with conserving resources. I do those things because they're, they're, it's logical. But worshiping at the altar of a climate cult is very dangerous, especially when it demands human sacrifice in the name of saving lives. And that's exactly what it does. I'm not mincing words. I'm being very particular with my word selection. The ruling class emissaries of the anthropomorphized weather gods are demanding that we save lives by calling the population. Once again, this rewiring of your brain confuses you. It confuses me. Because while they're telling you we have to save people from climate change, they're also telling you the only way we can do this is by killing a lot of people. Now, these shrines and these altars that we erect to weather, we also erect them to disease. Remember the Colorado nurse who made a chandelier out of vaccine vials? Or the temple in Warwickshire that was built and then burned to the ground as an offering, I guess, to the gods? Intricately carved with people's faces, pictures, and letters written and then burned like an altar and the incense going up into the heavens so the gods can smell it and answer our prayers. Very strange cult-like behavior. And we did that with COVID-19 and we're doing that with weather. These are just modern forms of ancient death cults that are dancing around and running around as messiahs. We're here to save you. And if you ask, how are you going to save us? Well, by killing you. That's the only way we can save the planet is by killing, getting rid of most of the people. And then you're thinking, well, hold on a second. I thought you were trying to save people from the heat wave. I thought you were trying to save people from tornadoes and hurricanes and extreme weather. We are. Well, how are you going to do that? By killing everybody. Because if everybody's dead, they're saved from the weather. If we kill you in the hospital with COVID protocols, you won't get sick. But I'll also be dead. But you won't get sick. But I'll be dead. Yes, but you won't be sick. You won't have to suffer through the changes of climate because you'll be dead. And that's, that's a good thing because it's going to save the planet. And that's what the gods demand. See, that's what this is. It's worshiping nature... But worshiping an imbalance of nature wherein 
Nature has been anthropomorphized and turned into gods and goddesses. The ruling class, quote-unquote, elites become emissaries of these deities that they create. They are the priestly class who then demands human sacrifice in the name of saving the environment and appeasing the gods, in this case, of weather. I mean, take a listen to this. This isn't about weather, but this is another great example. You know those weekly newspapers that cities put out? Orlando Weekly, Tucson Weekly, Rochester, New York. I'm just naming cities. Boise Weekly, when I lived in Boise, they all had these newspapers. One of them here in Tucson says, Pandy Medeiros, Tales of Southern Arizona's Survival During the Pandemic. It says, an archive in the University of Arizona Library Special Collections holds the Pandemi Diaros, a collection of artifacts created by people from across southern Arizona who endured the last three years of the COVID-19 pandemic. The project includes virtual dance pieces, calligraphy, photography, mixed media, and more. They are interpretive diary entries. Each submission was a personal recount of a moment in time, a moment in which many of the artists experienced alone. And then it goes on, the article, to discuss Asian hatred and how Asians are discriminated against by people who don't like China because some bad orange guy said it was a China virus, which it was a China virus because we name everything else like Lyme disease, Ebola, You name it after the place that you find it. That is a customary practice. But that's beside the point. The issue is they have an artifact collection and a special collection at the Arizona Library. Interpretive journal, media, diary entries, virtual dance pieces. How do you have artifacts for something that is still ongoing? See, this is the cult-like Mindset, the cult-like belief system, worshiping at the altar of a disease, worshiping at the altar of climate. How do we protect people from these horrible diseases and these changes in the weather? Well, we kill people. Then they won't get sick. Then they won't experience the extreme weather. It's the ruling class, priestly class, demanding human sacrifice in the name of the gods and goddesses. United States of America and any other developed country is no more removed from these ancient death cults than uncontacted tribes in the Amazon. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. A lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us right here on The Secret Teachings. The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us. This is David Icke from davidike.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception. And you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings. Keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. 
We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If anyone can hear this broadcast, I'm still on Earth. This is the frequency of Ground Zero Radio, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, and The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I am your host, Ryan Gable. A new heat wave hit Spain a few days ago, and that new heat wave has been given a name. They're calling it Zoe. This is the first time something like this has happened where we've named heat waves, very similar to how we name tropical cyclones. Temperatures reached 110 degrees Fahrenheit, and Spain called that heat wave Zo, an anthropomorphization of the weather, wherein even more than hurricanes, we are being told that because the heat waves are so bad, because we're naming them, this is the last straw. Something needs to be done about the climate, and it needs to be done right now. We need to immediately shift to fossil fuel alternatives. If we don't do that, the planet is going to burn by 2030. They tell us these things, and it scares people, rightfully so, especially young people. It's frightening. It puts you on the verge of the most significant time in human history, as if the Cold War wasn't dangerous, as if World War II wasn't dangerous, or World War I puts you right on the cusp of history, and you right now can do something about it. Which tells you how cult-like 
It really is. Because it's like a church that tells you Jesus is going to arrive at any time. In your lifetime, in fact. As long as you keep donating to the church, as long as you keep supporting the church, regardless of the bad things that the church might be accused of and convicted of, keep supporting us and we'll make sure you get a ride with Jesus when he comes down in his chariot to save you from the evils of the world. And it never happens. It's just always going to happen. It's about to happen. Just like all these end-of-the-world predictions. New Agers, Christians, everybody makes end-of-the-world predictions. But they never come true, do they? How do we know? Because, well, the world is still going on and on every day. End-of-the-world predictions that don't come true. And then suddenly, oh, we miscalculated. Oops, we, we read the wrong Bible verse. Really, we were trying to read out of this book not that book. That said that in Revelation, but we really were trying to, we were really trying to, well, we were using the wrong chapter. Really, we had to go to, to the book of Matthew, the book of John. Now we're for, now for sure, oh yes, we know exactly when the end of the world is going to happen. So Spain has named this heat wave Zoe. And when I first heard about this, I heard that they were going to implement a heat wave naming system. And my first thought, and for the record, this story is from August 2nd, so this is yesterday. Zoe becomes the world's first named heat wave. When I first heard this story a few months ago, I, I knew that they were going to implement a heat wave naming system across the world. And the first thing that came to my mind was, this is anthropomorphization. We are anthropomorphizing weather and we are creating a pantheon of goddesses and gods and deities. And like the pharaohs who were an extension of the Egyptian gods and the priestly class who controlled the pharaohs behind the scenes essentially were those Egyptian gods uh, turned into to human. They drew on the power and they drew down the power of those powerful entities. But anthropomorphization of the weather creates a new pantheon gods and goddesses, where this ruling class, the priestly class, the climate class, proposes that in order to save the world from the extreme heat, something needs to be done. And they keep telling us that there are too many people, which is strange because I thought you wanted to save people from the extreme heat. Turns out they're not concerned with saving people from the extreme heat. It turns out they're interested in preventing those people from ever experiencing any temperature. Because if they're dead, if they're gone, if they're cold, nobody has to suffer extreme heat. We're also being told, as the New York Times reported yesterday, another major heat wave sweeps the United States. I went camping over the weekend. And right before I went camping, I went to, went to the store early in the morning because I had been meaning to buy, I wouldn't necessarily call it survival equipment, but just necessary things that like when I lived in Florida, we would have, you know, candles and matches and we'd have like a, a weather radio and we'd have, um, you know, maybe some plastic bags, a tarp, you know, just necessary things that you might need, uh, duct tape, things like that. Got some walkie talkies. And 
I go to the store to get all this stuff and I, I end up getting a, a little small weather radio. And I thought, well, we're, I'm going camping, so I might as well just bring the emergency bag with me. You never know if you're going to need it. And the kind of ironic thing was we get up into a Mount Lemmon here in Arizona, and it's much cooler up there. And uh, we, we knew it was going to rain a little bit, but we didn't realize how bad it was going to rain. But it started raining, and it, it did not let up for several hours. It was very heavy, hard rainfall. And we were actually out there shooting a gun, and uh, it started to rain. We ended up, we got finished shooting, shooting a couple guns, actually. Uh, uh, had an, uh, an AR-22 uh, uh, Henry lever action and uh, my thirty-eight special. We were just playing around with a target. Um, I was giving people a little safety lesson. And uh, we got done with all that like exactly when it started raining. So I packed the guns up. I ran them back to the car. And I'm sitting in the car because it's pouring down the rain. And I thought, oh, I've got this weather radio. Let me just pop that on and see what, see what the weather station says. So they've got this broadcast, um, emergency uh, NOAA broadcast from the top of Mount Lemmon. So the signal's coming in crystal clear. And it's telling us about the rain and, you know, the flash flooding, which is very common out here. And so I leave it on and it repeats, you know, for, for, for a while. And then, you know, before they change it, it'll just repeat for hours. And, I, and I, I sat there and I listened to it. And I heard them mention something about the temperatures. Long story short, I went back to the radio a little bit later, later that evening, um, and uh, even the next morning. And they were telling us, uh, from this is directly from NOAA, from the emergency, uh, you know, it's like an emergency alert system, but it's also just your normal weather that you can pick up with, uh, with the radio um, on top of Mount Lemmon. And they were telling us on the radio that the temperatures in Tucson were that day over the weekend and had been for several weeks below average which out here means not as hot so i'm listening to a noaa broadcast based on statistical data pertaining to the temperatures here in tucson and they're like on this day the temperature recorded at the highest was back in 1915 or 1913 or whatever the date was the lowest temperature was recorded in 1973 Today, we are 10 degrees under the average. Tomorrow, we'll be 7 degrees under the average. Three days ago, we were 15 degrees under the... You know, it just went on. And I'm thinking, is anybody else listening to this? The, the weather station is literally telling us it's like double-digit degree lower than it normally is. The one day, it was like 10 degrees cooler than it, than it normally has been here in Tucson. I know that just circumstantially from having lived here before. Because this last summer, the temperature really, it might have spiked at like 112 or 113 once if you're in the car with the windows up and right in the sun. But, but when I lived here before, it got up to 117 degrees for a whole week. It's cooler now than it was four years ago because temperatures fluctuate. But we're expected to believe that places like here in Tucson, the mayor has been just... All over social media, all over Twitter, the mayor's like, oh, we, the third hottest city in the country. And I'm thinking, there's a lot of people that have lived in Tucson their entire lives. I hope, I hope that these people are recognizing that, and I know a few people from, from Tucson or people that at least are from Arizona, and they're like, it's not any hotter now than it ever has been. In fact, it might, it's actually cooler. It was like 90, 95 degrees yesterday, which is not 
really, the, I mean, if you're living up in Ontario, Canada, yeah, that's hot, but it's normal for the desert. Now, I know I've explained that thing, that kind of thing before, but I, I went camping, I listened on the radio, and they're just telling you, oh, yeah, it's below the average, 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 every day, below the average. That, that's not, I mean, if it was one day and then every other day was like 10 degrees above the average, then I'd be like, okay, maybe they've got a point, but they don't have a point. They just tell you it's hotter. It's just about belief. See, last night we talked about the power of belief and how a Dr. Stuart Ray from Johns Hopkins University said, if you test negative for COVID-19 and believe you still have it, even if you don't have any symptoms, then you still have it. This was the guy who is the vice chairman for data integrity, telling people that if the data says you don't have it, if you believe you have it, you still have it. And then I played you a clip of Dr. Bricks on TV saying vaccines don't work. We knew that I knew they wouldn't work, she said. But then she says you should take Paxlovid and then you should get a vaccine because we believe they work. See, it's all about belief. If you believe you got sick, you're sick. If you believe the vaccine works, it'll work. See, that's the power of belief, i.e. delusion, that you can identify as being sick when you're not sick. But this cult goes further than that. Take a listen to this story. This is from the Tucson Weekly newspaper, July 28th. You can find these newspapers in most cities. It's pretty much the the same types of stories. And I lived in uh, Boise, Idaho. We had a Boise Weekly. I lived in Rochester, New York. Get a Rochester Weekly. All the same thing. All the same. Mostly garbage. They do have good stuff about local events, but it's mostly garbage. It's stuff like this. This is a story about the Arizona Library Special Collections. University of Arizona Library Special Collections. They are holding a collection of artifacts created by people from across southern Arizona who endured the last three years of the COVID pandemic. They endured it. They didn't, they didn't just survive it. They had to endure three years of the pandemic. That's how bad it was. They had to endure through these, these three years. Okay, so I read this. And as I'm reading it, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing that this doesn't make, this doesn't make any sense. Because they're telling us in the article that the artifacts they've collected, not like a PCR test swab or a mask, the artifacts are, and this is a quote from the article, listen to this, virtual dance pieces, ooh, mixed media, photography, maybe pictures of masks on the ground, and calligraphy. And you read it, and you're thinking, what in the hell does virtual dance have to do with COVID-19? How, how is that an artifact? How is that, an, how is that something that has any kind of cultural or historical interest or significance? Does that, is that art? Wait, maybe they're putting the videos in there from TikTok of all the nurses and doctors doing dance numbers and dance routines and choreographed dance uh, moves in hospitals when they were supposed to be packed. Is, is that what they're going to put in the collection? It's so trite, isn't it? It's so trite. We're going to have a COVID-19 collection for artifacts, and 
well, interpretive diary entries. Oh, you can interpret the meaning from it. It's interpretive. What the hell does what the hell does that mean? <laughs> interpretive diary entries, like you mean like fake stories? That's what it sounds like. It's like the 1619 project, where it's literally just fake stories. It's 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 fictionalized accounts that they're passing off as real history. So you get virtual dance numbers and you get interpretive diary entries, and that's in a special collection archive at the University of Arizona Library. But then if you keep reading it, and this doesn't really benefit us to talk about on the show tonight, but if you keep reading it, they start talking about Dr. Jin Hu Wu, an artist, Chinese, who experienced some anti-Asian hatred, and that was because people were mean and called it the China virus, when we've always called viruses or Diseases like Lyme disease is named after where it was found, Ebola, you know, Spanish flu, quote unquote, which 50 million people didn't die from the Spanish flu. 50 million people died from new chemicals being used during World War I. People died in the war. People get their legs blown off, bleeding out on the battlefield. That's a Spanish flu death. That's an interesting history if you want to read it. But it just becomes this like pro-China article as you continue. And you're like, what? Hold on, hold on a minute. So this is a special artifact collection with interpretive dance, digital dance numbers and interpretive diary entries that are supposed to like really represent what Southern Arizonans went through during the pandemic. Is that all Southern Arizonians were doing? Were they just dancing digitally like in a, in a video? And then were they just writing interpretive stories in a diary? Is that what people were doing? Uh, because I came here in, in Arizona during the pandemic. I drove through here on my cross-country trip. Life was pretty normal here. Nothing really was going on. So I don't know. What are these people talking about? But see, this is the kind of thing, just like with 9-11. You go to Boise, Idaho, and you go down the green belt, and you see on the green belt a big piece of metal, supposedly from the World Trade Center. It's literally an altar it's a shrine to the World Trade Center complex. And it's one thing to have a, a memorial. But when you have from Tombstone, Arizona, you go out to Tombstone, and, and there's a Holocaust memorial just about 100 yards or less than 100 yards down, down from Boot Hill, the, the graveyard. And you're wondering, why is there a Holocaust was Tombstone a predominantly Jewish community? I, I didn't think so. There's a Holocaust memorial out there. There's a, there's a shrine to 9-11 in Boise, Idaho. There's a nurse in Colorado who took vials of a vaccine and made them into a chandelier. And then, of course, back in May, we talked about into June, May, June, a, a, a carved wooden memorial to Britain's COVID-19 victims was lit by seven torchbearers seven days after it opened. It's called Sanctuary. Seven torchbearers seven days after it opened in Warwickshire. They burned it to the ground. 
in what was called a cathartic moment of rebirth, recovery, and regeneration. And they used the seven torchbearers seven days after it opened to burn this ornate structure that was filled with pictures and poems and words that were written for the people who have died. When 95% of the 10,000 people died of heart disease, cancer, diabetes, lack of medical treatment, maybe even broken hearts. They didn't die of COVID-19. They died with COVID-19. Huge difference. Only a small percentage was attributed to the actual virus. Only 10% in 2020 in the United States. 95% of that 10% were from other conditions, admittedly, on the CDC's website. You know this. You know this. But the point is, we're burning altars and temples with ritualistic overtones. We're building shrines, whether it's to 9-11 or the Holocaust or the chandelier, this nursemaid. We have here, just here in Tucson, a special collections at the University of Arizona Library where they're, they're literally taking interpretive diary entries as an artifact of COVID-19. I'm just scratching my head thinking, what? what, what I, I, don't under, I don't get it. What? what, what? See, because it, it's a cult. When Spain named this heat wave Zoe, first time it's been done, this anthropomorphized heat, turning it into a god or a goddess in which the power can be drawn on by the ruling priestly class who act on that god or that goddess's behalf. And they tell us that they want to save people's lives from heat while simultaneously proposing that there are too many people and that billions have to be cold. Despite that fact, they don't tell you that temperatures are not increasing. If anything, temperatures are decreasing. There have been no temperature increases, sustained warming, for almost two decades in the United States. That data is compiled by the natural Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And it shows oscillating temperature changes, but virtually no evidence of a warming trend. And that's the strange thing about it is there's no evidence of a warming trend, but there's evidence of temperatures increasing, and then there's also evidence of temperatures decreasing. The information is contained in the survey one of the recent surveys of all NOAA's weather stations by U.S. meteorologist Anthony Watts. The data is compiled from a select group of 114 stations across the country that have been specifically uh, cited away from urban development. Now, this is what I said when we did our show, if you can't beat the heat, join it. The U.S. Climate Reference Network, the USCRN, which NOAA started in 2005, was meant to create a superior form of accuracy in places that are largely not used as, as centers for sensors and, and tests and experiments. In other words, how did they get most of these temperature readings? They go to the airport and they take the temperature reading at the airport right by the tarmac with jet fuel burning 
you, you, you take it in a place where it's virtually, it's like in a city, it's virtually all concrete. It's, it's hotter by a few degrees. So that's, if you take the temperature there, you're going to find a higher temperature than if you go outside the city, usually. Now, pictures and data from weather stations show, you know, n- no, no sign of, of actual global temperature changes that are moving in an upward direction. Satellite images actually show that the planet is greening. That's one, because of carbon dioxide. That's two, because humans have adapted to deforestation and other things. And there really isn't a lot of forest loss compared to what you've been told. It's like the smallest, tiniest percent. A lot of things have actually been either replanted or things have grown exponentially because of the increase in carbon dioxide, which has also led to the stomata of the plants being able to, to stay closed and retain more water. They don't tell you that, that heat actually, and carbon dioxide in particular, actually helps plants to retain water. Carbon dioxide actually prevents droughts because of the plants retaining more water. Anthony Watts, the meteorologist who looked at this data from from NOAA and from the USCRN, said, quote, it is free of localized heat biases by design, but the data it produces is never mentioned in monthly or yearly climate reports published by NOAA for public consumption. Of course not. They just write out the data, which is what the UN and the IPCC did with the medieval warm period. It's also, I read this article the other day, California is doing the same thing. They talk about how, oh, they're so green. They love the climate so much. Listen to this from the Associated Press. California not counting methane leaks from idle wells. California claims to know how much climate warming gas is going into the air from within its borders. It's the law. California limits climate pollution each year, uh, and each year the limit gets even stricter, more stricter and stricter and stricter. But the state is not counting methane leaks from idle wells that have not been properly decommissioned or closed up or et cetera, et cetera. Just like in California, they rushed to put solar panels up so quickly, but it didn't work so well, and now they're dumping them in landfills. This is massive waste. Massive waste of resources like metals. It's a massive waste of resources in energy to produce those solar panels. It's a massive waste of time and effort. It's like the Great Leap Forward in Communist China. A total waste of resources, time, etc. Total waste all in the name of making the party look good. And that's what California is concerned with, making themselves look good. Meanwhile, the USCRN, the U.S. Climate Reference Network, where these sensors are placed in places that aren't airports and you know up a tailpipe of a car in New York City, shows that global warming actually started to disappear about 20 years ago. Local temperature measurements, uh, for example by the UK Met Office show that the average temperature across the UK fell in the 2010s compared to the 2000s. Global data sets run by NOAA, the Met Office, and NASA show substantial warming since 2000 helped by regular adjustments that mostly warm the recent record and depress earlier readings. In other words, temperatures are low and then they increase and then they're like look it's global warming and then they decrease and then they stop talking about it and then they increase oh it's global warming when it used to be global cooling yeah you can find temperature increases absolutely there's no doubt about that that you can find real global warming but you can also find real global cooling 
And that's what they don't like to talk about. That's what they don't like to tell you. But in fact, the BBC News just reported two days ago, climate change needs more studies, more studies to figure out what's going on. Yet they were telling us they're pretty sure this is 97 percent. It's happening. Scientists agree. But now they want studies on the possibility of human extinction. And the risk of catastrophic climate change, that's the BBC. They don't tell you, while they claim they would like to block out the sun at the World Economic Forum or spray chemicals in the air like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they don't tell you that the sun is moving into its most active phase of its 11-year solar cycle. In fact, today, the United States was under and issuing warnings, but the whole world was under a warning. The U.S. issued warnings uh, of a high-speed solar storm because the sun is at its peak 11-year cycle. They don't tell you that. Maybe that has something to do with the spike in temperatures. Doesn't matter until it comes time to blocking out the sun. Something's wrong here. Something's going on. I think it's a death cult telling you that they want to save you from extreme weather by calling the population. It's a death cult masquerading as the Messiah. It's a false prophet, Antichrist. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Stay with us. Gable at yahoo.com is the email. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, Email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. This is Linda Godfrey, author of Monsters Among Us, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils. 
from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and crawl out to the fallout back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. If you're listening on one of the radio or podcast apps, please leave us a review, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. You want to get rid of the monetized advertisements that are played through algorithms. If you're listening to the free show, you can subscribe to our archive at thesecretteachings.info to get access to the archive without any monetized ads, a private RSS feed for your radio or podcast player, access to our montages, and the ability to read and download all of my books, which are also available on the website for purchase individually, or if you buy them all together, you get a small discount. Secretteachings.info, email rdgable at yahoo.com, social media, tst underscore underscore radio, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Those are the social media sites. So, Spain has called the recent heat wave that they've experienced by a name. They're calling it Zoe. First time that a heat wave has been named officially in a similar fashion to how we name hurricanes. I believe that this is an attempt to anthropomorphize weather in order to create a new pantheon of gods and goddesses so that the priestly class, the emissaries of the gods and goddesses on earth, can act on their behalf to demand what these weather gods desire. They tell us that they want to save our lives from extreme heat, but it's because of your air conditioners that you get the extreme heat to begin with. So you can't have an air conditioner unless you can afford to pay a very high energy bill to run that air conditioner. They're not going to take away your air conditioner. They'll just make the air conditioner really difficult to run because you can't afford to pay for it. Meanwhile, they'll take taxpayer dollars, as a recent executive order from the White House did, and fund cooling centers for Homeless people, real homeless people, and also degenerates and drug addicts. They get free air conditioner. Well, you can't have air conditioner. You can go hang out with the drug addicts and the homeless people, though. That's cool. You can actually cool down the free cooling centers. So they want to save people from climate change. But the overall admitted goal is a reduction of the world's population. So I don't know how that works. We want to save people. How do we do it? Well, we basically end all life on planet Earth. Well, that doesn't make sense. That's just killing people. 
Well, yeah, but then they won't have to experience the climatic changes. Now, look, there's nothing wrong with enjoying a walk in the park. There's nothing wrong with enjoying, you know, a nice cool breeze or some sunshine, the beach, mountains, even snow. There's nothing wrong with these things. Doesn't make you a tree hugger. Makes you a human. But when you worship, not at the altar, not at the, the, the shrine of nature, which some would argue is an extension of, or it is an expression of, or it is God. You're really worshiping at the altar of a dangerous climate cult, especially when that cult demands human sacrifice in the name of saving lives, which is exactly what the ruling priestly class are demanding, a reduction in the world's population to save lives. It is a death cult demanding human sacrifice, self-sacrifice, and suicide in the name of saving lives and the planet. And the shrines and the altars and the artifacts that we are erecting both to disease and to weather are modern forms of ritualistic death cult expressions masquerading as saviors, as messiahs. One example would be what they're doing here in Tucson, Arizona at the University of Arizona Library Special Collections. They're creating an archive of artifacts for survivors of COVID-19. It's like a Holocaust museum where the survivors didn't get sick, but they tested positive. And they're taking virtual dance pieces and interpretive diary entries. Oh, so you can just dance on video like all the doctors and nurses, and you can write your own story. It doesn't have to be true. And that'll get put into the special collections archive of artifacts at the University of Arizona Library Special Collections Department. That's a cult. So is the burning of a huge structure, a memorial in the UK back in late May, early June. Seven torchbearers, seven days after it opened, burned sanctuary as 10,000 people watched the coronavirus memorial burn in a, quote, cathartic moment of rebirth. California nurse, excuse me, Colorado nurse, Colorado nurse transforms COVID vaccine vials into a work of art to show appreciation for healthcare workers. Remember that? We talked about that on the show several times. That was a story from last year, but it's relevant because we're creating these altars and these shrines. In some cases, we're burning them as a sacrifice to the gods. Now, I don't want to call this nature worship as if it's pagan, as if it's bad, because pagans I don't think are evil. My issue here is we have the naming of a heat wave, anthropomorphizing it, using it as justification to advance climate-related propaganda, climate-related ideology, climate-related legislation, etc. by people who say that in order to save the world, we need to reduce the population, but then they say that as they promote the legislation, the policies, the ideologies that are all based on the fear of people dying from extreme weather, when it's not even extreme weather, where the temperatures are not sustained at a high level. In fact, they're actually low, and the earth is getting cooler. As we were told back in the 70s, that's true. The earth is actually cooling down. And they tell us all this, one, in the middle of the summer, in the hottest cities on the, the, the U.S. map, Phoenix and Tucson, and they tell us this during the peak of solar activity. Think about that. The heat wave started in the middle of summer, 
in the hottest parts of the country and the world during the height of the sun's 11-year cycle. In fact, today, the planet was just struck with a solar storm. And they tell you in every article that you read, I read a bunch of articles today about this, a G1 storm could weaken power grid fluctuations, impact satellites, and cause auroras in regions around the North Pole. In this case, the electric colors will be seen in skies over Canada and Alaska. This storm comes as the sun ramps up into the most active phase of its roughly 11-year-long solar cycle. So what's that whole thing about the sun having no effect on the climate until it comes time to propose a very alien agenda, and that is to block the sun out? Middle of the summer, hottest places in the country and world, hottest parts of those places of the country and world where you put your sensors during an 11-year solar cycle high. And those things are done while we're supposed to believe this is just all happening so quickly, so rapidly, we can't control it. It's just very hot. And it's getting hotter and we're all going to die. I mean, that's fear. That's terror. That's terrorizing the public. It's terrorizing young people. It's a death cult. That's what it is. It's a death cult. Meanwhile, what they don't tell you, but what I've been telling you, the U.S. Climate Reference Network, the USCRN, which NOAA began in 2005, they put sensors outside of the normal areas. They don't put them up a tailpipe. They don't put them in the middle of, a, of, of an airport runway right behind a jet or behind a plane. They put them in the countryside in places that are not going to be uh, developed. And they found that warming has actually declined. There were certainly warming trends a few decades ago, and then they declined. And then there's a warming trend, cooling trend, warming trend, cooling trend, just like with any other natural disaster, just like with uh, things such as heat waves themselves. They're actually at a, at a low. The high was back in the 30s. It's all well known. The EPA, NOAA. But state-funded weather services have just become politicized. It's all that it's about. It's about politicization. But, you know, the data shows that the temperatures are actually not increasing. If anything, they're decreasing. But the bias is, well, I go outside in the sun right now, and I, I feel like it's hot, so it must be hot. What they don't tell you is that hot temperatures, warm temperatures, actually save more lives, substantially more lives, because substantially more people, up to nine times as many people, die from cold every year than die from heat. I want you to keep that in mind as I read you some of these headlines. I pulled up five, six different articles here. Hotter than Dubai, U.S. cities at risk of Middle Eastern temperatures by 2100. I read that article and I thought, hold on a second. People live in Dubai, right? People live in the Middle East, right? Is anything changing in Dubai? Just U.S. cities could be at risk of Middle Eastern temperatures by 2100. But are the Middle Eastern temperatures changing? If they don't change and just U.S. temperatures change, don't you find that weird and suspicious? But it's just you're at risk of it, just like you're at risk of heart disease. If you keep doing what you're doing, you're at risk of cancer, diabetes, STDs. If you keep banging each other 
as a man in the butt, then you're probably going to get monkeypox. You know, 95% of the men who have monkeypox all are, have gay, multiple gay lovers. If you keep, that's what's going to happen if you keep doing it. So the U.S. is at risk. Doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. And at risk of Middle, Middle Eastern temperatures. But in the Middle East, they're fine. The, the people live there. Some, some by choice. So if the temperatures are going to be that hot by 2100, but those temperatures there stay the same and we're just as hot here, then not only did the temperatures there not change, but, well, people live there, so you can adapt to those temperature changes. That's not going to happen. Kansas isn't going to feel like Dubai in 50, 60, 70, 80 years. They just say, oh, we're at risk by 2100. They just pick an arbitrary date and put that stamp on it to terrify people. And nobody wants to question the, 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 the story. Hotter than Dubai. Okay, well, is Dubai going to be even hotter? If, it, if the U.S. is going to be hotter than Dubai, you mean hotter than Dubai right now or hotter than Dubai as it's projected to be in 2100? And how is it just at risk? And you present it, this is from The Guardian, as if it's a fact. The climate crisis risk, risks pushing many Americans into entirely new climate or climatic realities, see, that's what it is. It's a reality. With a new analysis finding there are 16 U.S. cities at risk of having summer temperatures on a par with locations in the Middle East by the end of the century. But those Middle Eastern countries still get to retain the same temperatures. And again, we're at a solar maximum right now, the height of the 11-year cycle of the sun. We got struck with a solar flare today august 3rd 2022 it's the middle of summer we're coming out of summer and once the heat waves start to decline the story will just shift to something else back to january 6th election fraud kind of a thing you know that's pushed by one party and the other party in the opposite direction that's also anybody seems to care about January 6th, election integrity. It's like, how about we focus on, oh, I don't know, here in Arizona, water, open border, fentanyl, gangs, drugs, homelessness. There's other issues. Totally ludicrous story. Here's another one. As heat waves intensify... Tens of thousands of U.S. classrooms will be too hot for students to learn in. Rising temperatures due to climate change are causing more than just uncomfortable hot days across the United States. These temperatures are placing serious stress on critical infrastructure such as water supplies, airports, roads, and bridges. It seems like the critical infrastructure in places like Dubai, uh, it's functioning pretty well. It looks like a nice city. I mean, what about adapting to these types, these types of, of real changes if they're real? Look at what Las Vegas does. Las Vegas recycles all their water. Hotels everywhere. They have more availability of water today than they did decades ago because they found a new way to recycle the water. Saying that the whole world's going to blow up in 10 years or that we're all going to be dead by 2100, Not only is it fear and terrorism to terrorize the public into doing things they otherwise wouldn't do and just abandoning their future, it's convincing us that that life is over, that we're all going to die. 
as the name of tonight's show, life, it's over. Life is over. Life is over. Is o Is over. Zo. The heat wave. Try to think of something clever for the show. Life is over. That's what they're telling us. It's zover. It's zover. Life's over. But I don't understand how classrooms are too hot to teach in. I mean, go look at professional athletes around the world. Some professional athletes, basketball players, they perform in stadiums that don't have air conditioning. Those are professional athletes. I mean, I, 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 in my, my apartment here, I don't run the AC most of the time. It gets up to 95 degrees in here in the summer. It's been about 88, 89 in here with the cloud cover and the rain. Temperatures are starting to fall off because the summer's over. And I'm just fine. I mean, I never have I felt like I was going to pass out or might sweat a little bit. But I mean, and they're not, they're not talking about classrooms that are seeing 95 degree temperatures. And if your classrooms, for example, in this article, uh, it says 28% of the nation's public schools were built from 1950 through 1969. Federal data shows, well, just 10% were built in 1985 or later, meaning that they're not going to be able to, to have the necessary components for climate change. It's like, well, then uh, adjust them, adapt to things. Put it in air conditioner. How about taking the air conditioners away from the homeless people and the drug addicts and giving them to the children in the classrooms? That is a good idea. How about giving cooling to children in classrooms or to people that are actually hard workers that actually can't pay their bills, but they're working multiple jobs? How about giving them subsidies if you're going to just throw money away? It's just so funny because you go up to Phoenix and you see homeless people there. I mean, from my experience, they don't harass you. They're cleaner. They're not most of the people I've seen up in Phoenix. They're not on drugs or if they are, they're not on anything that's seems dangerous here in Tucson. It's like the most vile, homeless scum that you've ever seen. It's like literally the Wild West. It's just people that are covered in sores and with like weapons coming up to you at gas stations. And it's like, Jesus Christ. And that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Why are taxpayers paying for those people to have air, air, air conditioning? But then we're saying, well, schools don't have enough air conditioning. So what we're going to need to do is just send the kids home to, to learn remotely. And here's another one. U.S. prisons don't have air conditioning. So what are they going to do? Well, what's the solution? Let's just get rid of the, the inmates. Get, get, send, send them out there. Just like in New York. What did New York City do? What did New York State do? Because of the pandemic, we don't want these criminals and people that are in prison to have to experience the possibility of getting a cough. So we're just going to release these criminals. And then what happens to crime? Tick, 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 up. You think it has maybe anything to do with the criminals you release from prison? This is exactly what the Communist Party did in China. They let out all the criminals from prison to let them riot, to let them loot, to let them murder, to let them steal, to let them rape people. That's what they wanted. They wanted chaos. They wanted total decay of society. So now let's get rid of more prisoners because of heat. Let's get children into computers and tablets at home because it's just too hot in classrooms. Do you see how it all just connects together? Kids have to stay home because of COVID-19. Now kids have to stay home. It's too hot in the classrooms. Does anybody see this? 
Is there anybody listening who gets it? I know most of you get it. I'm just, I'm just screaming to myself here in my, uh, my uh, little apartment here. Just screaming to myself. Anybody, you see the connection to this? Listen to this story. Sending drivers out to die. US, uh, UPS workers demand heat safety amid record temperatures. They reference this guy named Matthew. Matthew knew something was wrong when he lost his thirst. It was mid-afternoon on a 103-degree day in Fort Worth, Texas. It's Fort Worth, Texas in the middle of summer, you dunce. It's going to be hot. And the funny thing is, let's use this as an example. If the temperature is normally 100 degrees, or let's say 99. The temperature is usually 99 degrees. 99, like, you know, buy a product, 99 cents. It's better than a dollar. People will buy more. Feel like it's they're getting a deal. Feel like it's cheaper. So it's, let's say the temperature is ninety nine degrees, and then it ticks up two degrees. So it's one hundred and one. So it's the highest temperature recorded for that day since nineteen seventy. Let's say it's two degree difference. But suddenly people are losing their thirst. They're passing out. You understand what I'm getting at here? Uh, uh, even a record breaking temperature could be a single degree higher than it has been in the past. And it might only be for that day at that specific time. Like the whole, for example, the whole day might actually be five degrees cooler than it normally is. But for some reason at noon, when there's a big ball of, 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 of heat in the sky, the temperature actually normalizes. And maybe just for a moment, depending on where you put that sensor, it ticks a, a percentage point or a, a degree point above what it normally is. Even though it's been cooler the rest of the day on average, at that moment at noon, at high noon, it's a degree higher than it normally is because you tested the temperature at the airport. And then it's like, well, highest record ever recorded, record temperatures. And then you have to ask the question, okay, well, if it's a single degree or two degrees or three degrees even, how is that causing people to suddenly have heat stroke? A, a, a degree difference any given day is not going to cause people to have heat stroke. I know that for a fact because if you get in your car when it's really hot out, the car is usually 10, in some cases, 15 degrees hotter than it is outside. I get in my car, it's like 112, but then the temperature outside is like 90. 95. And then you turn the air on. You, well, you, the old trick I learned when I lived in Florida, you roll the back window down and the front window, you blast the AC, and it pushes all the hot air out, and in a couple of minutes, your car is cool again. And then you realize, oh, it's actually 95 degrees, not 112. Where are they recording these temperatures at? And how come if it's if it's a single degree above what it normally is, just as an example, this is what this is this is the logic. It's 99 degrees today. It's actually a few degrees cooler than it normally is, but then the, the temperature ticks up a few degrees at noon, and they're like, it's the hottest temperature ever recorded for that day at that time. And then it just implies the whole rest of the day is also the hottest, and UPS delivery drivers are dying, sending drivers out to die. That's what it literally says, sending drivers out to die. And they don't even, in the article from AB, uh, no, ABC, no, this NBC News, they don't even reference where the quote's from. It's just the headline is sending drivers out to die in quotations. UPS workers demand heat safety amid record temps. Usually that means there's somebody in the article being quoted. Not so. Not so. I mean, you, you, it, does, it, does, it, does, it doesn't make any sense. Here's another one. Seattle, Portland. They said heat duration records. 
Now, see, a heat duration record is different than a heat, like, let's say, a temperature uh, record for a certain day at a certain time, which is what they do. A certain day at a certain time. That's how they, that's how they record the temperatures. You know that, right? Because if you go back to the, you go back to the, uh, the lack of evidence found by NOAA and the USCRN, the U.S. Climate Reference Network, they record temperatures outside of cities, outside of airports. So if you record the temperature at the airport or in the city or up the tailpipe of a car and you're looking for heat and carbon dioxide, you're going to find more of that at an airport and up the tailpipe of a car in a major city like New York City or Los Angeles. But since that's only a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the country, when you put those sensors out in the countryside, temperatures are not as intense. But then they play around with words. It's the hottest on record. Well, what record? Hottest recorded for this day. This is something new that has been done with the heat waves in the last few weeks. Hottest recorded temperature for this day. But the whole week could actually be cooler than it normally is. Hottest recorded temperature for this time on this day. But the temperature for the day and the week could actually be cooler than it is in that moment. On average. But Seattle and Portland, they set heat duration records. Yeah, because you have environmentalists with heat sensors sticking them up against a stove, in essence. In California, they love the climate so much, but they have neglected to count methane leaks from idle wells in the state, according to the Associated Press. They've also began dumping mass amounts of solar panels because they didn't work and they didn't work out the way that the state needed them to or wanted them to or desired them to. Waste of resources, waste of space, waste of energy, waste of time, waste of money, waste of intellect. When we could be using human ingenuity to build a better world rather than building a fictitious world based on the idea that if you believe you have COVID, you have COVID, says Dr. Stuart Ray of Johns Hopkins. Dr. Brick says the vaccines don't work in her own words, but... You should still get them because we believe they work. So what what does that mean? That means this is all based on belief, right? It's all about belief. And when we're talking about belief, what we're really discussing is a cult, a religious, philosophical, environmental, climate cult. Anthropomorphizing heat waves, calling them different names like Zoe, telling us it's over, life is over, telling us we're going to save the planet by getting rid of people. We're going to save people's lives from heat by getting rid of people. See, this has nothing to do with loving nature. This has everything to do with worshiping at the altar of a climate cult. It's dangerous. And the climate high priests and priestesses demand our servitude in the name of protecting the anthropomorphic gods and goddesses of weather that they are the emissaries of here on earth. It's manufactured, it's hysteria, and it's a cult. I'm going to talk more about it when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, the music white bat audio. Stay with us. There's more after this.
You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. It's The Secret Teachings, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, airing exclusively five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS app store. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us. As I said, Spain has declared that the recent heat wave shall be called Zoe, which does kind of sound like some weird off-world god or some weird cult that worships that off-world god. You know, like a Jay-Z Knight cult, something like that. Or she manifests as Ramtha. You ever looked into that Jay-Z Knight cult? A woman who claims to channel like a 13 or 30 or 300,000 year old Atlantean priestess warrior god named Ramtha. That's what Zoe sounds like. And that's what this really is. This is basically creating a new pantheon of gods and goddesses 
and the elite ruling class, priestly class, are the emissaries that act on their behalf. They tell you that they want to save the world from heat, want to save the world from climate change, but they tell you that in order to do that, we have to call the population. Now, one thing that makes such little sense is that these people talk about science and they love they love telescopes and microscopes and stethoscopes and they love all the, the scientific tools. They like beakers and they like scalpels and they like, you know, to, to dissect things and look at things and be like, yeah, science. But what they don't like, apparently, is certain forms of science because although they tell us the earth is heating up and we're all going to die from heat stroke and heat waves, heat waves are actually statistically lower today than they were in the 1930s. When they tell us that these are the highest temperatures, sure, it might be the highest temperature for that day at that exact time based on a record that you've kept for 10, 15, 20 years, but it might have been hotter before that 10, 15, 20 years. It might have been hotter 100 years ago, which it was. In most cases, it was hotter in the early 20th century. It was hotter in the 1930s, hotter in the 1990s. Since the 1990s, the temperatures have dropped. That's what fluctuations in climate do, and that is driven not by human activity. It is driven by the cycles of the sun and the moon. Which is why today, August 3rd, 2022, I'm sure some of you have seen this or you heard it earlier in the show, a G1 storm struck Earth because the sun is at its 11-year solar high. And every scientific article I read today about this said precisely that. This, this is a quote. This storm comes as the sun ramps up into the most active phase of its roughly 11-year-long solar cycle. So let me get this straight. You change the ways in which we classify heat by putting a red color behind every temperature reading on the nightly news. So 90 degrees today, which was normal in some places, becomes a heat advisory tomorrow. You check Temperatures at airports behind aircraft or in the very heart of a city in the middle of traffic with hot cars. Yet NOAA's own data collection resource where they have data collectors out of the city finds that since the 1990s, there is no temperature fluctuation, which indicates that there is extreme heat that is being maintained by a changing climate. We're actually in a phase of temperature decline. But they tell us all of these things in the middle of summer, in the hottest parts of the country and world, while the sun is at an 11-year solar maximum high. That is either gross negligence and incompetence, or it's 100% anti-science and intentional disregard for reality and facts. Here's an example. Last month, a heat wave that hit the UK had everybody talking about how the UK is going to be unlivable, just like Arizona is going to be unlivable. Phoenix is going to be unlivable. It's estimated the heat wave killed 966 people between July 17th and 20th in England and Wales. But 966 people, that's an estimate. And the estimate is made with the methodology of a new paper in The Lancet from July 2022, where the author stresses that the 966 is likely an overestimate since people were warned and partially adapted. He said, we can expect the excess deaths to be lower than this projection. 
adapting or not, 966 people did not die from this recent heat wave. It was a projection, like the tens of millions that were supposed to die of COVID-19 that never ended up dying. Like the 95% of the people who did die, dying of other conditions, but dying with COVID as opposed to from COVID. And the tens of thousands that were removed from the official CDC death database for COVID because they were a, quote, glitch. Now, this paper from The Lancet, you can find a copy of it if you'd like to read it for yourself. Small Area Assessment of Temperature-Related Mortality Risks in England and Wales, a Case Time Series Analysis. This is a small study, and it relates to the recent heat wave. The paper estimates how many people die across a whole year from heat. The average over the last 20 years has been about 791 people. It's not a lot of people. I mean, people are dying, but it's not a lot of people considering the fact that on average, 791 people die. They estimated more than that were going to die in a single heat wave over three days, over a 72-hour period in England and Wales. And it turns out that's not true, but that's the headline all the major media companies used. That means this heat wave is not that deadly in comparison. It's pretty much on par with what it always is. And temperatures used to be just as hot or even hotter, but people have air conditioners, so they don't usually die of extreme heat. Now, the paper estimates that heat deaths only occur on 5% of the days, about 18 days. The four days in 2022 where we had extreme heat killed at most 966 people, though it is an overestimation of the number of people who actually died, And at most, the other 14 days killed a similar amount of people as they usually do. In other words, the same number of people that normally die from heat are dying from heat. The number hasn't spiked. In fact, it's actually a little bit lower, and they've overestimated based on just, uh, well, both on previous estimates and based on the projections of what they they think is going to happen, but that many people didn't actually die. So it's estimated about 1,584 people died in 2020, uh, 2022, the whole year so far, of heat. Now, that's a lot of people, and you think, well, that's confirmation of climate change. Problem is, the paper also estimates the number of cold deaths each year in the last two decades. You want to know how many people die in cold deaths every year? I can read it directly from the paper for you because it's really hard to believe. Really hard to believe. Let me, let me go ahead and read you the finding of the study. The final analysis included 10,716,879 deaths from all causes. The small area assessment estimated that each year in England and Wales, there was an average, there was on average, an average, of 791 excess deaths attributed to heat. But 60,573 deaths attributed to cold corresponding to standardized excess mortality rates of 1 to 57 deaths per 100,000 person years for heat, and, and they list the number of deaths uh, per 100,000 person, person years for cold. So, in other words, it's pretty simple. You read the study. A few hundred people die from heat on average, but 60 
thousand. I can't emphasize that enough. 791 people die on average a year in England and Wales from heat. But 60,573 die from cold. This isn't like a close political race where one candidate has 42.6 and the other candidate has 42.3% of the vote. It's not like close where you can kind of recount it. This is like having a dollar bill next to a stack of hundreds. No matter how many times you recount it, there are under a thousand deaths in England and Wales related to heat. There are 60,000 on average from cold. Don't you think that is a monumental number that should be discussed when we're talking about climate change? If they care so much about people's lives, don't you think that should be the nightly news headline? If 60,000 people on average are dying in that part of the world every year from cold and only 791 from excess deaths through the whole year, not just over a certain period of time, where is the media's concern over these cold-related deaths? It would seem they either don't know or they don't care because it doesn't fit the narrative, which shows you the disdain and the disregard that they have for the 60,000 people who die from cold. Now, you can say, and I'd agree with you if you said it, that, well, that's still an estimate, Ryan. Well, I get it. It's still an estimate. But that's not the point. The point is, even if all of this is totally fabricated, why just use the heat number? Why not use the cold number? Fudge it. Make it kind of similar. So it look, but that see, th- this is real data that shows that when we're talking about heat deaths, heat kills substantially less people than cold. In fact, with more heat comes less cold deaths. Now, some people might be more susceptible to heat and might end up dying, but statistically, thousands of people, thousands of people will be saved from increased heat will be saved from rather from cold increases, but because of increased heat. A 2015 study in the Lancet, which is the same journal that this other article, this publication, Planetary Health, the Lancet, this assessment was published. A 2015 study, the biggest ever conducted examining 74 million deaths caused in 384 locations in 13 countries found There are 17 deaths from cold compared to every death from heat. Of all of these deaths, 7% were caused by cold, 0.5% were caused by heat. The study found that 140,000 people die every year from heat. More than 2 million die from cold. So if you're really concerned about heat, you should really be concerned about cold. I feel like that's an important thing to think about. Here you have a prestigious journal, The Lancet, multiple occasions publishing articles and studies, looking at tens of millions of people and finding that of those people, those that died from cold and heat, 7% of 74 million died from cold, 0.5% died from heat. The comparison on average is 140,000 die from heat every year around the world 
2 million die from cold. That's a lot more people. A lot more people. $140,000 or $2 million? Which one would you, would you like? Which one's more? It's not even a close debate or race. So why is it that this is not part of the nightly discussion? These are, these are serious things. These are serious things. Email me. Email your friends. Email your family. Show them this. This isn't debatable. This isn't something you can argue. And this isn't something that you can say, well, I mean, they, it's clear. Cold kills substantially more people than heat. Therefore, increased temperatures, if that is true, which it's not, but increased temperatures would actually save more lives. It would actually prevent, because of carbon dioxide, droughts because plants would retain more water. And we also forget that a drought in one place could be met with increased rainfall in another place. This desert where I'm living right now, one of the hottest in the world, didn't used to be a desert. Historians, scientists, archaeologists, they agree that Egypt used to be tropical. Long before humans ever did anything with industrialization. See, industrialization as an extension of human development, human adaptation, human freedom, moving out of serfdom and slavery is seen as a threat to the ruling priestly class elite. They see independence and freedom, free movement, free thought, free production, etc., 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 as a threat to their control that has lasted for tens of thousands of years on this planet. They see it as a threat to their control system. So they have convinced us that de- Humanization is not only something that we should not be afraid of, we should accept it because we are dirty animals that spread disease and make the planet unlivable, and therefore we should be exterminated in order to save the people that deserve to live, which isn't you, and it's not me. There's nothing wrong with hugging a tree, there's nothing wrong with recycling, although it probably uses way more energy and it costs more to do that. It's probably a waste. But there's nothing wrong with trying to take care of your immediate environment. But the one thing that is not mentioned is heat does not kill as many as cold. There's a huge difference. And if we're not talking about cold deaths, then we're missing half the picture. Just like the IPCC cuts out the medieval warm period. Just like the nightly news and NOAA, they cut out, even though it's NOAA's own system, they cut out the USCRN. See, the medieval warm period, 800 to 13, 1400 AD, was hotter than it is now. Huge heat waves back in the 30s, back in the 90s, it was hotter. Temperatures have declined, but it depends on where you're putting the sensors, it depends on how you're politicizing. The data, it depends on how you're taking the assessment and analyzing the assessment. It depends on where you're recording it, when you're recording it, at a certain time of the day. All of that depends and all that matters on what is desired to be proven. Because we don't do science anymore where we try to find an answer. We look for an answer that aligns with our preconceived conclusions based on politics or whatever the issue is. 
We assume, based on our politics, that something is going to occur in the way that even if it doesn't, it still did. It was just hidden in secret, and we didn't see it. So when Spain names this heat wave, they call it Zoe, They've anthropomorphized the weather. They've turned it into a god or a goddess to be served by the ruling class who are their emissaries on planet Earth. The gods and the goddesses they've created, then they act as the priestly class through the more recognizable world leaders who demand that we kneel in subservience to these gods and to the priests that have a connection to those gods. Telling us they're going to save us by eliminating large portions of of the Earth's population. How do they want to save us from heat when cold kills tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions more every year on average? Two million on average die of cold, 140,000 from heat on average across the whole world. They want to save us from heat, but not from cold. They want to save us from heat, but then they tell us we have to die to save the planet. And again, there's nothing wrong with being a tree hugger or, you know, wearing patchouli oil or, you know, putting some flowers in your hair or whatever. But it's one thing to appreciate nature. It's another thing to join a climate cult. It's dangerous to join a climate cult, especially when it demands human sacrifice. That's what it is. We name a a hurricane, we name a storm, we name a heat wave. Even Zoe sounds like, Ramtha or some kind of otherworldly being like Zod or Zong or, you know, what was, what was the name of that, that character from Toy Story? I'm going to look that up. Was it Toy, on Toy Story 2, Buzz Lightyear? What was the name of that character? <laughs> character? Wasn't it like Zod or something? Emperor Zerg. <laughs> it's Emperor Zerg. That's what it is. That's what it sounds like. Zo. Emperor Zo demands your subservience. You will be exterminated and you will love it. You will enjoy it. You will like it. That's it's Emperor Zoe. That's what it is. They tell you it's over. It's over. Life, it's over. Life, it's over. Life, it's over. Over and over again till you believe it. This is the creation of a God, a priestly class who controls the Pharaoh, who controls the people. You worship the Pharaoh by extension, worshiping the priests and through extension, worshiping the gods that give the priests and the Pharaoh the power. They've created it, though, Emperor Zerg or Emperor Zo or Lord Kimbo. If you're a fan of the X-Files, one of the best episodes, <laughs> Lord Kimbo. Jose Chung's from Outer Space. That was the name of the episode. And then they tell you, we want to save you from yourselves by exterminating you. Because this is a death cult. That's what it has been since its inception. It's based on assumptions, presumptions, projections, computer models. It's not based on science. It's based on fraud. All the shrines and all the altars and all the artifacts that we erect to weather and even to disease. Look at these artifacts here in Tucson, Arizona at the Arizona Library, University of Arizona Library. Interpretive diary entries and digital dance routines as proof of the COVID-19 pandemic. Couldn't you just put a, a stupid, dirty mask in there for an artifact? Couldn't you put like, I don't know, a, a, a vial of Pfizer vaccine in there? What the hell does interpretive diary entries and dance routines 
unless they're doctors at the hospital who didn't have anything to do because the hospitals were basically shut down. Why don't you just put that in there? What does that have to do with anything? Because it creates this alternate dimension where it's interpretive. Ooh, maybe it happened this way. Maybe it didn't. If you, just like Dr. Stuart Ray said at Johns Hopkins, if you think you have COVID, you have COVID. But I tested positive. I have any symptoms. Well, you have COVID. I tested negative, though, doctor. I don't have any symptoms. Well, you still have it. But I tested positive or I tested negative and I, I still feel like I'm negative even though I'm positive. Well, that, that doesn't mean you're, you're definitely positive. The test said you're positive. That's how it works. See, if you take a test and it's positive, if you don't feel sick, you're still sick. But if you take a test and it's negative and you don't feel sick, but you want to pretend like you're sick, Dr. Stuart Ray says you can still be sick if you want to be sick. It's mental illness and it's delusion. Look at the cathartic burning of the Warwickshire COVID-19 memorial back in late May, early June. They burned an altar to SARS-CoV-2, literally. Look at the nurse in Colorado who transformed COVID vaccine vials into a chandelier. She created... I mean, how about put that in the, the, the Arizona University of Arizona Library? How about to put the chandelier in there? They're creating shrines, altars, and artifacts to disease. Shrines, altars, and uh, artifacts to weather. But this isn't even a disease. It's a symptom complex. So they're creating shrines, altars, and artifacts to literally something that is manufactured as a visual thing in people's minds. It's not even what people think it is. In the same way we've anthropomorphized weather and done the same, build shrines, altars, and artifacts, and demand that we get rid of all of our cars and get rid of our infrastructure. This is basically the ruling priestly class telling us that they want control of our daily lives like they used to have it. The slave masters and the lords that controlled the serfs, this is just feudalism packaged up and given to the people as a solution to their their ailments and their frustrations in a world where people have never been more free than they are today. I mean, serfdom basically ended in the late 1800s, the early 19, like 100 years ago, and change, serfdom was still a relatively uh, you know, newly abolished thing. So was slavery. That's been the condition of every person on this planet since the beginning of time. And now that we move out of that and we have this, this renaissance, people become complacent. They don't understand the context. And they demand their own enslavement. They demand to become serfs again, to have somebody take care of them and watch over them. Because Emperor Zo. Maybe it's Empress Zo. Maybe that's Emperor Zerg's wife or something. Emperor Zerg from uh, Toy Story 2. It's like Buzz Lightyear's nemesis. It's Empress Zoe. And they worship at the altar of these gods and these goddesses. And they tell us these things like, well, the United States is going to be like Dubai in 2100. Really? It is? Well, it's just a, it's at risk. Well, is Dubai going to be that hot in 2100? Does it stay the same? Why does the U.S. just change in temperature? Why, why does Dubai not change in temperature? That doesn't make any sense that the climate's changing. Because it's based on a fraud. And when people ask you, do you believe in climate change? You know what it's like? It's like asking, do you believe in God? Do you believe in aliens? 
These aren't questions that you can simplistically answer. Yes, no. Yes, no. Yeah, it's more complex than that. Ask me if I believe in aliens. We're going to have a 10-hour conversation. I don't have an answer to you, yes or no. And because I don't have an answer, and because I don't answer the way you want me to answer, doesn't mean that I either don't agree with you, or I do agree with you, and it doesn't mean that I'm your enemy. It just means that issues are more complex than sound bites. Issues are more complex than emojis. Issues are more complex than memes. My God, it's like we're living in idiocracy. Hell, our mayor here in Tucson, I got a lot of Tucson listeners. A couple people emailed me and said, you got to talk about this mayor more. That The mayor of Tucson, who I've challenged to debates, and I put out a call on, on her own page on Twitter. I said, if anybody can finance my campaign, I will run against this woman in the, in the next election. But um, I mean, that's just kind of tongue in cheek. No one's going to finance my campaign. Uh, or I, I actually, I would absolutely run for mayor or Congress or whatever. But I, I, I saw that this mayor posted something on Twitter the other day. And she said, the Inflation Reduction Act, this is going to bring jobs and this is going to help middle-class working families. And then I look, there's like 30 comments on this post. And I'm thinking, I have to scroll through all these 30 comments. I got to see if people are buying this. And I scroll through it and not a single comment. These are all local Tucsonians. Not a single comment was in support of what this woman said. Every single person was economically literate and said, one person was like, are, are you stupid? How are you the mayor? Do you actually believe this? They've really duped you. Just a whole list of these things. And then they, then they comment and they, they're explaining why they think that. They're like, this is going to inject billions of dollars into an already devalued system with inflated costs of goods and living. And you want to dump billions into it? Why? And then you figure out what's in the bill. Oh, it's tens of billions for climate change to subsidize green energy. $80 billion also goes to the IRS to help them collect revenue from, quote, rich tax cheats. Here's the bottom line. Dr. Ron Paul, former congressman, put it best. Increasing spending and taxes will increase the pressure on the Federal Reserve to keep interest rates low, thus increasing inflation. If Congress was serious about ending inflation, it would cut spending, starting with overseas militarism and corporate welfare. Yeah, you'd also get rid of those billion-dollar packages you're sending to Ukraine while Zelensky and his wife do shoots, photo shoots for Vogue magazine. A Congress, Dr. Paul says, that took inflation seriously would also take the first step toward restoring a free market monetary system by passing audit the Fed and legalizing competition in currency. Yes, Inflation Reduction Act will grossly increase inflation and make goods even more expensive. But they don't care about that. They don't care about the 60,000 people in the UK that die from cold just in England and Wales. They don't care about the 2 million people a year that die from cold as opposed to just less than 1,000 that die from heat. They don't care about those people because it's all politicized. Nobody cares about the NOAA system, the USCRN because it shows that temperatures are actually not increasing, they're actually decreasing. They just want you to believe that life is over. Life is over. That's what they want you to believe. You believe life is over, you'll give up. You'll go right back to the plantation. You'll go right back to the fields to work for your lords and your masters. 
I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please subscribe to our archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you subscribe, you get early access to the show. You get a private RSS feed. You also get access to our montages and my digital books. My new book, Liberty Shrugged, there's a page on the website to look at it. You'll be able to buy it very, very soon. It's a huge book. I'll tell you more about it on an upcoming show. I'm really excited about it. I put in a lot of time and effort. Please check out our page on Liberty Shrugged at thesecretteachings.info. rdgable at yahoo.com. When you support us, we are here Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Ground Zero and Clyde Lewis. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Remember the music, White Bat Audio. It's White Bat Audio. And we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.